to NBA Talking True Hoops. Now tip off with your host, Robin Nick. Welcome back, folks. This is week seven of Talking True Hoops podcast. I'm Nicholas Paravos, and I'm here with Robert Schlatter, and we're here to talk true hoops. Well, we have a good one this week, folks. Lots of good topics. Rob, you ready? Yeah, we're ready to go. All right, let's jump right into it. We got Derek Rose missing in action. Going MIA from once, the team again. Once again. Uh, I don't like my job, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. You're just not going to go? Yeah. The man clearly has a history of just disappearing. <laughs> Um, you know, you got you also got a feel for the man. He's been through a lot of injuries. He has a lot on his mind. You know, yeah. maybe maybe retiring is the best move for him. Yeah, so he's looking at possibly retiring this time though. This this go around of going uh, MIA with Derrick Rose was actually he actually told the Cleveland Cavaliers that he was leaving and they were like, "Okay, you can take some time off. He's injured anyway, so, you know, it shouldn't be a real big deal." With the Knicks, he just just left. And yeah, he went AWOL He there. just completely just left the team, didn't say anything. He got fined by the team. Just wasn't a good situation for the Knicks and Derrick Rose. So, yeah, he's just contemplating his, his future. It's going to be really tough. This time around, he has an ankle injury instead of the knee injury. He had the ACL tears in each knee. MCL tears MCL. also. He's had a lot of problems. He's just He had face issues before, just a fractured face and everything so it's looking real tough for Derrick Rose just for his future in the NBA he missed 11 of the last 18 games for the Cavs and he just said he he was um through his through sources that are close to him he just said he's had enough with the injuries and he's looking past basketball and a bigger thing to look at with the Derrick Rose situation he's leaving 80 million dollars left on his Adidas contract so that's kind of one of the bigger bigger factors for him and looking at it you know you could say, oh, he wants to win. He wants to be go back to some somewhat of what he was in Chicago. Nah, this man is. I think looking looking at it from an outsider, I think he's really just the thing that he's really just contemplating is whether or not he should go back for the money because that's a lot of money to leave on the table, Nick. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's about the money. I think it's about his mental state. Yeah, you know, he's going through a lot. He definitely he has enough money if he's smart. He probably should be well off. For the next, for his life, actually, because yeah. he had an he MVP contract, he had a money. lot of money from Adidas. He's already made. He had other sponsors, I believe. Powerade was another one of his sponsors. Yeah. So he Powerade? No, yeah, it was Powerade. Yes, it was yes. Powerade. Just okay. a boy from Chicago, just, right? Yeah, just checking. Yeah, th- but he he does have money on the table, but. I could see, I mean, something is he like... He should just uh, walk away, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, his mentality is so kind of messed up at this point because if you looked at what happened with the Knicks last year and, like, he said, oh, it was because my mom was in trouble. Like, if it was completely for that reason, then absolutely, you got to go do what you got to do. But I feel like as though looking at it as a Knicks fan and last year and just looking at it, it was like, but you didn't contact the team, you didn't contact them there. So, And there were reports out that it wasn't, it wasn't really for his mom, but of course, if it is, he's got to do what he's got to do. Got to handle family first. But there were reports that it was just that his me- he wasn't mentally there, and he was because the Knicks were going through a struggle, and the Cavs are going through a struggle right now. Now he's out with injury, but his head really isn't in the right place with basketball due to the injury history and just what's happened to him. So I could really see why he's really contemplating his future. So, yep, you know, 
maybe it might it, be time for the former yeah. MVP to walk it's away. It's too bad because he's a really talented player, had a lot of potential to just you know win championships with that Bulls team and just be a great player, but it just it just couldn't work out. But real quick, though, guys, we want you, as we move on to the next topic, we want you guys to definitely hit us up on Twitter and hit us up on our social media for more uh, kind of engagement with the Talking Troops podcast. We just want you guys to not just continue of what we're talking about with the topics that we have and like Derek Rose and everything. We want you to send us in stuff on our on our Twitter. Tweet at us. Uh, send us messages, direct messages on Twitter. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel and on our uh, iTunes podcast and definitely give us a rating of what you think and review and everything that we have going on yeah, in the talking truth. Make it more engaging for you. We want to hear more opinions, not just us being talking heads and just talking what we, our opinions are, but we want to hear back from you guys. Yeah, come at us. We'll come right back. Yeah, exactly. Be right back. But sticking with the Cleveland Cavaliers, some interesting reports, Nick, that they may be looking to move Tristan Thompson and possibly a pick, but there were reports that it was just straight up for DeAndre Jordan of the struggling Los Angeles Clippers. Well, the Clippers, I think, are going to explode everything over there. They're going to rebuild yeah. because they are clearly not good. <laughs> even even They should have never given the Blake Griffin contract. They should have probably did a little sign-in trade. That would probably have been their best option. Mm-hmm. Or just let him walk so you are, you're already bad, so you have a good pick. Right? Yeah, well, I've, I just kind of feel bad for DeAndre Jordan because I remember when... He was going through his free agency Well, period. if he went to Dallas, he would have still been on a bad team. Yes, but <laughs> could you imagine the amount of money? He left a lot of money on yeah, the table right. with you're Dallas. Right. So it's like, but looking at Dallas right now, they have a real, I think, a brighter future than the Los Angeles Clippers with Dennis yeah, Smith that, Jr. And, that, and those younger guys over there. But you got to feel for DeAndre Jordan. He's like, he's left, you know, alone in the water. It's like, oh, I came back to play with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin who said they needed me Chris Paul left because he didn't like what was going on here and Blake Griffin's kind of running the show now and I'm kind of left without a playmaker to make me better and looking at the the way Chris Paul how he left and what's what's going on with DeAndre Jordan and how he's been pedestrian now he's he's getting his rebounds because he's a big seven footer but he cannot generate offense for himself and he needs a real playmaker the guy from or is it Argentina? No, to- Serbia. Te- uh, Milos Tedovic. Yeah. He was looked at to be the playmaker to come in and help them out. He's been injured. So it's tough for DeAndre Jordan to get going. But I will say, if he goes to Cleveland, I don't know why they would do straight up for Trishan Thompson. The only way that I could see it happening is if they throw in the uh, the Brooklyn Nets pick. If they do that and they throw in the pick and that trade happened and he plays with LeBron James and he's a defender, he'll bring real defense. I think Tristan Thompson is kind of a glorified defender and rebounder. He gets rebounds. Which yeah, but is, not blocks. I think Jordan. Yeah, exactly. He brings in He brings in a backbone to that defense that doesn't really exist with Cleveland. And if he comes in, he'll make that team so much better. I think he'll help out and Love he'll, as well. Yeah, he'll help out Kevin Love and he'll just bring a new kind of energy to the team moving into like the midway point of the year depending on if or when they make the trade but i see it being a a real positive for now let me throw a spin zone will is it deandre jordan that um los angeles trying to move or is it tristan thompson trying to get his way to la because he's got chloe kardashian don't you think you should lose a few pounds i have a rock hard body i'm just a bigger individual you you're gonna bring two two of the the Kardashian uh, hubbies over into Clippers, right? Because isn't Blake going out with Kendall Jenner? 
No, I've never heard of those rumors. You've never heard of that? No, that I, I believe that's happening. So I, I honestly believe that the Kardashian curse is real. Like that's a, I think that's a true fact because if you look at Tristan Thompson when he started dating Khloe Kardashian, he was always like an average player, and I was never really like a big fan of him. But now his game has really dropped off where he's not really a, a, a solid. Def- I will say in her defense, <laughs> I mean I don't really want to go off and talk about this uh, celebrity celebrity whatever, kind of deal. But they did win the only game that she showed up to last year oh, in the finals. That's that's an interesting thing to say. But looking, <laughs> if he does move on to Los Angeles, they'll have that that thing going. But th- if the Clippers get a pick, that'll be good for them, and I believe it would be really good for DeAndre to have a change of scenery and kind of more of a winning basketball because he would really, really, He'd really, thrive there. really benefit the Cleveland Cavaliers, and especially playing with LeBron as much as, you know, what we say about him, but LeBron can make any real player just that much better at a different level. Moving on to the next topic, we got kind of impact. Yeah, a little bit of college basketball sprinkled in, but it has NBA implications here. Missouri, uh, what is it? He plays like small forward, power forward, kind of. Michael Porter Jr. injured with a back injury. Uh, He was looked at to be like the number one pick of the draft. He was really – he was looked at as the best player coming up. He was like looked at – they always like – I don't really see like other than maybe LeBron when he played in high school, like they kind of like hype up the high school players. But like it seems like there's a new guy that just comes right out of the blue that's like, oh, my God, this guy's the next generational talent. Next LeBron. Next LeBron every time when it comes out when we get a little – when the draft happens and then the next they're like, oh, once – once Lonzo and all those guys went, they're like, oh, Michael Porter Jr., this is the new guy. But he is a good ball player. Um, it really hurts the Missouri um, program program over there. Well, Missouri sucks anyway. Yeah, they, but they were trying with Yeah, they were they were trying to get back up with, with, with Porter, so it's tough for that program. But looking at his NBA future stock, it's a back injury, so you gotta take that very lightly. I compare it a lot to what happened with uh, Joel Embiid a couple years ago. And how he was with Kansas. I think he played a couple more, a, a good amount more games than Michael Porter. But it's kind of like a back injury. I'm gonna see him kind of like falling, and teams may look at it like, oh, I don't really know if we want to take him. If he's really, we want to trust that his back will be healthy. Whether or not you know that'll happen. But he's a good ball player. If it does end up that he falls to some, at this point, it looks like the pick order would be like Dallas, Atlanta, and Chicago. At, by the standings right now, but they'll probably end up changing as the season goes on. They'll probably go on a winning streak or whatever. But maybe Michael Porter, it'll be good for one of the teams that's not exactly the top pick that falls in the lottery, but maybe what happens if they fall a little lower, Porter may fall because they're concerned about their the top ones are concerned about the injury. Yeah, so Michael Porter, he is um excellent talent coming out of college. Uh, coming out of high school, I mean. So when he went to the to Mizzou, you know, Missouri, yeah, Mizzou. Missouri. You know, trying to put that program back on the map because they, they've had a couple rough years. But, you know, back injury is actually very serious to look at. Mm-hmm. But I do not think it will affect his draft stock. I you think don't think st- so? Well, well, he'll drop. He won't be, like, number – he won't be top three in my opinion, but he'll definitely be top five. Because in the NBA today, people look for stars. Yeah. A lot of teams take risks on stars. So, like, Joel Embiid was a great example of him being hurt. And, and then, then he's still dropping. No, no, Joel Embiid was drafted third, right? Yeah, third or but fourth. he was looked at as like he the, was drafted the fourth. guy. Wiggins was taken first in that draft, and then Jabari Parker out of, out of and then Duke. It was and Embiid. 
Yeah, and then Embiid. So I I don't know. Just like but then another at it, example, Norland's Noel towards ACL top five pick. Yeah, so there's a I'm, lot of people because they they have so much hype around them and they're so they're so coveted upside. So yeah, exactly. But I can definitely see him falling a couple picks. Depend and it also depends on who the team is at that first spot or the second spot or the third spot and what their immediate need is. Because maybe I don't know. I don't think the, he'll be top three, but I think he'll he'll definitely be top five. Yeah, there's a team out there that they'll be searching. So like. Cleveland, for example, if LeBron leaves, needs somebody to be a superstar. But will they be a top five? Well, from pick. the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, but Brooklyn's playing not bad. So no, we've been balling. At, but well, that, as of now, let's see. As of now, the Nets Nets sixth. pick is six. So, but you can't. You, they got the new draft lottery system in play, so you don't really know yeah, what's, ne- what's maybe, happening. Yeah, maybe the Nets will f- be lucky with that, or the. Cavaliers will be lucky with that ping pong ball. So yeah, that's a good point too. If LeBron leaves, then that position of small forward and a, and a kind of superstar kind of talent will be needed by Michael Porter, and they could draft him. But it's too it's difficult to see for the for the program to see him go down because they were kind of trying to be more on the rise and compete in the NCAA tournament and everything. So Porter, and you got to see how it affects his draft stock. But I think he I should don't be. Think, he should and be and okay. once again, a school like Mizzou, we've had people coming out from. In the last two years, we'd had Ben Simmons out of LSU, not a good, not like a really coveted program. Yeah, Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz is another example. That's what I was trying to come at. Even, even if Anthony Bennett from UNLV, <laughs> UNLV, oh, no. which isn't really Anthony. a great program lately, but this Bennett. year they might make yeah. some moves. This year, you yeah. know, I don't want to go off into college basketball too and, much, and yeah, too much and prospects. Much. So. Uh, yeah, let's let's move on into the next topic. Yeah, move on. You know, once again, injuries storyline of the NBA as usual. This early, we have John Wall, Paul Millsap out. Out. Yep. Too, it's tough to see more so on the side of the Denver Nuggets and Paul Millsap because John Wall is only going to be out for about two weeks. They say. If you look at the John Wall situation, got some interesting numbers. Their efficiency for while he's on the court is about. 110.6 while his offensive efficiency off the court is about 99.8 and a lot of kind of staggering numbers to look at there's some more in there we want to, we don't want to go too much into the numbers thing number game because it's it's not too important to look at it is important to look at but we don't want to over you know use the numbers too much it's it gets a little bit fafa shishi kind of numbers game, numbers game no for for wall. john wall okay and how he is off the court I, tim frazier's a good backup it's only two weeks so it's not going to be a, a real big deal i think tim frazier's a solid player they still got bradley beal in there morris and gortat they got nba players porter. that'll be able to they got porter auto porter oh i forgot oh. auto porter too so you got those guys in there so they should be fine washington's still a very talented team john wall Millsap though yeah, John Wall come back and they'll be fine. But Paul Millsap is going to be kind of interesting because he's out to two to three. They're saying two to three months. Mike uh, Mike Malone, the the head coach, doesn't really know have a timetable of when he's going to be back. But Denver has a very deep NBA kind of talent roster. They got Murray, Moutier. Um, Those are point guards. Yeah, but it just if we well, want to talk small, about bigs, just, they also have they're deep on bigs. Yeah, Plumley, the, the Hernan Gomez kid that can play power yes, forward. Plumley. Plumley, Trey Lyles. Mm-hmm. So I they mean, got a, they got a lot of guys that can fill in. If so, the manimal comes back, baby. Yeah, Kenneth Fareed. They Let's were going to possibly trade him, and then look at this. It's like, oh, your your star free agent pickup is out. Now you got 
Kenneth Freedy can just plug in that they were trying to really trade last year. So yeah, pickup Trey Lyles. That's a fantasy basketball pickup yeah. right there. Right? Yeah. So I mean, it makes <laughs> it makes a lot of sense that they would be okay. But Paul Millsap's a really good good player, so you can't really look at it like, oh, we're gonna be okay because that you're losing a lot of offense and just star power there with Paul Millsap. So those are some injuries that we had. Another interesting thing that actually happened today for the NBA. A little head coach got fired today, David Fisdale, Nick. Yeah. It's it's I, they lost eight, tough, eight yeah, eight eight tough. eight tough losses in a row and they kinda got fed and Memphis got fed up with what was happening there and they just had to go out and fire him. So Fisdale was looked at as a pretty good coach. He was a I assistant. Like Fisdale. Yeah, he's a assistant. We were talking about Memphis last week and I still think that they're going to come back and be okay. Marcus Gasol, I think this may be a real big factor of why they went ahead and fired Fisdale was because Marcus Gasol came out and he was kind of upset that uh, that he wasn't getting – they didn't play him during the fourth quarter and it was like a pretty close game. With so, the Nets. Yeah, so he was feeling a little frustrated by that and then they dropped the game to the Nets and then boop. Hey, well, the Nets have Fisdale, you're out. The Nets yeah. have been close with the last couple of games, but yeah, I think maybe maybe a little. Oh, you think it's a little uh, overreaction there because the, oh, the Nets have been so well, bad eight in a row. I I definitely think it's an over. I don't think he should have got fired. You know, his star player just went down as well. Yeah, we talked about Mike, Mike Conley. Conley. That's big shoes to fill because you're thinking you got your offense centered around him and Gasol, and then all of a sudden he's gone. Like, how do you you know? Yeah, how do you, how do you really that right away? How do you really? You but know, maybe it. maybe it's been a situation where they've been fed up since last year. Yeah, I I mean they they get to the playoffs, but they lose. Lo- like we said, losing Zach Randolph and Tony Allen, those veteran guys, really hurt them. I mean they're not going to be around forever, but they still have a little bit more basketball. Even, they to play. had Vince Carter last year, right? Yeah, Vince Carter. There's another as well. vet that they lost. It's like so. They lost that, and they tried to plug in a more youth movement, and that's it. Just comes with a learning curve for the for the Memphis Grizzlies. Who's to filling see. in, Rob? You know, well, Mario Chalmers came in and no, filled no. In. Who's filling in as the head coach, the assistant, or they... I believe it's the assistant coach. I don't know exactly what his name is, but that's probably just going to be the interim coach. Uh, and then yeah. when it, when it comes over to the off season, they'll be like, all right, who are we going to who are we going to hire? You know, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of changes there in Memphis with the head coach Fisdale, now Fisdale. Uh, Dave Yeager, and then I believe Lionel Holland. Lionel Holland Lionel was Holland. the coach, yeah. and then he went to the went to the Nets. So no, he took a year off. We got. I feel like there there's a lot of kind of turnover there with the head coach, and that may be a little alarming for the owners. That maybe has like a quick trigger to just get rid of the guy. So I don't know. Memphis is. I think they'll bounce back. They got way too much talent on that team. I think from Marcus All and Conley will be back. So. I just the culture again. I well, think it's, the, it's too much. So. The West is stacked. Yeah, they are very good. So it'll know, be tough for them to come back tough. after an eight-game losing streak. But I, they could just as easily go on an eight-game winning streak. I think they'll be fine. But Nick, we're heading into that time. Let's go. You getting big fantasy bang or got a big fantasy bust? Here's Nick with this week's studs and bums. The fantasy bums, fantasy bum, and fantasy stud of the week. Fantasy bums. We got two of them this week. We got a guy that's on my fantasy team, which I drafted really high. I was high on this kid. I said Miles Turner, he's the man. Guess what? He's not the man right now. You bum. Know, he's a bum. Bum. He's been putting up. He's been putting up rebounding numbers, which I mean, you really you, you draft this man for rebounds and points. But, rebounds. But rebounds. He had last game. Okay, he had ten. 
but three, four previous games before the 10 was 5-7-5-5. Five, five, five. Come on, that's Brook Lopez rebounding numbers. <laughs> we do not want that, Miles Turner. Come on. Points-wise, he hasn't even been putting up points. 7-8, okay, he had a 25. Good, good. But then goes back to 7-10. 7-10, like, Miles He's got to be more consistent, can we, Miles. Can, can we, Nate McMillan, can we get him the ball? He's supposed to be a double-double. Come on. Every time. I don't know. Miles Turner's all right. I, Indiana's been playing well, so, I mean, from fantasy perspective, you want to see a little more. It's still earlier in the year, so. Well, last can, week's bum of the up. week, Miles Turner. All right. Just you know, me. another bum to compliment him, <laughs> Nicholas Batum. Nick Batum, the oh, Frenchman. Oh, man. The Frenchman. Nick Batum. What's wrong with him, Nick? You know, he has had injuries. He just came off an injury. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, last game, five points, three rebounds. Come on, I, Come that's on. one game though. What's what's what else is it? What else is you know, it saying you know, for him? Two two points, three rebounds. All right. I mean, Batum. I think he'll step up. Charlotte's kind of weird though. Nope. That's Jeremy Lamb, baby. UConn product. Okay. He is taking over. Jeremy right, Lamb. Shout out City. UConn. Shout out UConn. Kemba and him. They got that chemistry. They're balling. All right. So that's that's why I think Batum might take a back seat to, to Jeremy Lamb. Well, do you really think that they're going to no. put him in the starting lineup? No. I mean, for like a week or two, maybe. But yeah. I don't really think so that's Batum why. is definitely. Don't drop Batum or anything no, why like would you that. Drop him? Well, I mean, you kind of made it seem like oh, Batum is kind of yeah. He's a bum for the last week. Disclaimer: He'll 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 be okay. Batum will be okay. But yeah, for this week, he's been he's he has been a bum. So for the past week, so I mean, yeah. I, but I do agree with the Jeremy Lamb thing. Pick I up. think he's going to be up. a really good pickup, especially with Batum struggling a little bit because he, for some reason, I don't know, the UConn products just have a way of – Shabazz has been playing well too, so the UConn products just have a way of coming up coming up big. That's not, what they do. But not in the UConn, not the UConn program right now. We have not been playing Hey, well. man. No way. Let's not go too much into the UConn basketball, but I mean – We've been all right. We lost lost to Michigan State, but we'll be okay. Lost to Arkansas. Yeah, that was a bad loss. I'm not gonna lie. What was it? One hundred six to like or one hundred two to like sixty seven or something. So that that was an ugly loss. Yeah, I but the UConn. Yeah, but the UConn the UConn program will be back. Who's your other your other uh, stud of the week? Not, these were, those were my bums. Here's my studs. Oh, well, I thought Jeremy Lamb was one of your studs. No, no, Jeremy Lamb was just a pickup. Oh, but no, no, but he was a thrown-in stud. We'll call it that. Yeah, you could throw. That's your stud. Exactly. Okay, right. I'll, I'll, that that's my stud. I'll, that's that's who I got. He'll come in as a stud because we have one like one stud. You know, we have James Harden, but he, you know you can't pick him up or probably trade yeah, for him. Yeah, he, yeah. I just want to give him some recognition because the man has been dropping buckets: 37, 21, 29, 48, 38. And yeah. Chris Paul came back and he's still playing well, so that's exactly. a good sign. For and you he's guys. been getting he's been getting assist numbers from seven seven and above in the last five games. So the man the man still is, got is it. dropping buckets and assisting on buckets. Yeah, he's a he's a stud. He, he's an all around superstar. And here's our other Maybe stud, not Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. I love Dennis Schroeder. He's your boy. Even though the Hawks suck. Well, that's that's why. Dennis Schroeder's nice. the best nice. player on the worst team. Yeah, that's what you got to <laughs> do, especially at the point guard position. He's definitely going to compile numbers. Holds the ball. Up, yeah, exactly. You just got to hope that he just doesn't get injured. Yeah, you're right. He, I think he – has he had a history? No, I don't – not a big history with injuries. All but right, so he's let's been go, a, Dennis. Dennis Schroeder is going to be balling out. Another guy on that team, Kent Bazemore, I have him on my squad. He's going to – those are like the faces of the franchise, which is kind of funny to see because, like, 
like uh what was it two or three years ago i mean it was I think Teague. It's, yeah, it was like Frisch. the five All Stars except Damari Carroll didn't actually make the All Star team, but it was like Damari Carroll, Kyle Korver, Paul Millsap, Jeff Teague, Jeff Teague, Kyle Horford, and and they were like, this team is gonna take down LeBron. Lost four straight, and they're <laughs> yeah, like, but guess what? Take it down. And then now the team's just completely blown lost, up. Lost four straight to Cleveland, but the Nets took them to Game Seven that year at the eight seed. Yeah, okay. But was it Game Seven? Or game, yeah. Who the we, Hawks? Yes, yeah. I think oh, the Nets took them to Game Seven that yeah, year. Yeah, that just shows you that that team wasn't really that good. But now the future for the Hawks is Kent Bazemore and Dennis Schroeder, which are, John Collins, yeah, who aren't bad players, but it's not who you really kind of think of initially. That you're like, wow. Oh, there. These the guys, I'm gonna go pay hundreds of dollars to go see Jeff T or not Jeff T to go see Dennis Schroeder and Kent Bazemore. They're, but they're in the good rebuild player. mode. They're rebuild in re- mode. rebuild mode, exactly. So. Got any more? Nope. That's nope. all I got. That's all we got for the studs and bums of the week. Thank you guys again for listening to the Talking and Talking True Hoops podcast. Once again, if you guys want to send us in some topics to talk about, some questions, anything like that, hit us up on Twitter at Talking True Hoops and then on Instagram at Talking True Hoops. Subscribe to us on YouTube. You can throw in some comments in the comment section. We'll give you some fantasy advice, anything like that that you guys want. Uh, just mention topics, anything really around revolving around the NBA. We're we're just gonna be talking about it on the podcast. So, Nick, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on iTunes as well. Give us a rate, give us a review. What you guys think? Thank you once again for listening to the Talking True Hoops podcast. Out with Nick Paravalos and Robert Schlatter. Thank you very much for listening. This has been NBA Talking True Hoops. Your stop for slam dunk basketball talk with Rob Schlatter and Nick Paramalos. Join us next time.